Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. Watch. Chop. Retrofit. Alright, so this uh, weekend is kind of a rare occurrence, you guys. We have the confluence of events. We have, obviously, Darlington Race Weekend is this weekend. Yay. Also, it's the beginning of the spring bike rally in Myrtle Beach. Okay. And something that we can all relate to, because we all have moms... It's Mother's Day. When this is going kerplunk, when this episode comes out, it will be Mother's Day. So we want to wish a wholehearted happy Mother's Day to our moms. I think we all love our moms pretty hard in this room. I'm a mama's boy. Me too. And Chelsea? Yeah, my mom is the the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. So happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. If there are any uh, chop shoppers who are moms, happy Mother's Day to you. And also, Chelsea, you're a mom. I Happy Mother's mom. Day to you. <laughs> Thanks. But this is not a Hallmark podcast. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 2 of Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast that concedes that remakes are going to happen. So why shouldn't movie buffs... Like us. ...decide who is recast in those iconic roles? My name is... The Traventures of Pluto Nash. Yes. A.K.A. Cesar Travez. A.K.A. 525,600 Travis. (laughs) The Adventures of Pluto Nash Bridges of Madison County. (laughs) And I'm joined here in the shop by my co-host and co-producer, a guide for recognizing your Sean's, a.k.a. Sean One Great, (laughs) a.k.a. Sean City, a dame to kill for. (laughs) Also in our third seat, the Chop Shop Regulator, Chelsea and the Pussycats, a.k.a. Chelsea Walls, a.k.a. Shell Walks Into a Bar. Thank you for being here and doing everything that you do. I Was it a rough work week for you? No. It was, it was a pretty rough work week for me, and uh, I am still very enthusiastic about this episode. Uh, so, further description of the show... The tagline says, watch Chop Retrofit, because essentially, that's what we do here. We watch older movies, sometimes they're classic films with iconic actors, and then we retrofit them by tweaking the design with new parts. Disclaimer, we're not actually in favor of the remake, reboot, sequel-dependent cinematic culture. Call your mom. This is more of an exercise in satire and irony. We try to be funny. And sometimes we succeed. All right, so bringing us into our first segment, which is going to be movie news where throughout the week, even though we're working hard, we also try to pay attention to news stories that relate to our show, that relate to the uh, idea of remakes or sequels, or just that you chop shoppers out there might find interesting, right? Yeah. We do our due diligence. That's hard to say three times fast. And so first, unfortunately, we do have to start it off with an RIP. RIP to... Olympia Dukakis, uh, Oscar winner yeah. for Moonstruck, died at the age of 89. The self-assured, this is from the New York Times, the self-assured raspy-voiced actress who often played world-weary and worldly-wise characters, come on, <laughs> uh, who won an Academy Award for her role 
As just such a woman in Moonstruck died on Saturday at her home in Manhattan, she was 89. And I looked it up, I confirmed, I was not making it up. She was the cousin of Mike Dukakis. Yeah, that's true. And I think it was her idea for him to get in that tank. But nonetheless, rest in peace and rest in power to her. Moving it on to our next, we do have three RIPs this week. Next, we've got rest in peace and rest in power to Jacques D'Ambois. Charismatic star of City Ballet is dead at 86, also from the New York Times. He helped popularize ballet with an all-American style, combining the nonchalance of Fred Astaire with the nobility of a classic male dancer. Hollywood came calling, too. Uh, next, rest in peace and rest in power to Billy Hayes, died of 90, at 96 of natural causes. He had a huge TV career. Uh, she, rather. Yeah. She... Billy Hayes was witchy poo on HR Puff and stuff. And uh, if you want to get weird, go back and look at HR Puff and stuff. That was on TV for kids in the late 60s. Yeah. 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 Uh, she also had roles as Mammy Yoakum in Lil Abner and tons of voice work, including Black Cauldron for Disney. And that comes to us from Sean on Google Hangouts. <laughs> <laughs> And next, we've got Tom Welling wants to play Superman opposite Robert Pattinson's Batman. Uh, so the long overdue Batman movie. This movie is coming out. It's going to happen. And yeah. Michael Keaton's reprising his role as like an older. No, that's in the Flash movie. Uh, but oh my, but, get on a roll. But in what in what world would the Smallville Superman be? in on screen with Robert Pattinson's Batman. I don't know, it's weird. So Robert Pattinson is supposed to be a younger or maybe like a Batman in his prime, right? It's not right. it's not the Dark Knight Returns. It's not old Batman. Yeah. So Superman is supposed to be around the same age as him kind of yeah. in human years. Yeah. But Tom Welling is He's getting quite up there. a bit older than Robert Pattinson. So what are we, what are we getting at here? It's a puzzler. Um, uh, that comes to, comes to us from CBR. That's Comic Book Review, and a couple more stories next. Red Sonia, a remake of Red Sonia, uh, will star the actress Hannah John Kamen, who is most notably from Ant Man and the Wasp. She played the character of Ghost will wield the sword of the comic book fantasy hero in Millennium Films' long gestating feature adaptation. Joey Soloway, who did Transparent, is directing the film from a script by Soloway and Tasha Huol, a writer on Netflix's upcoming Tomb Raider TV series. Hannah is a very excellent actress who we've been following for years and she is Red Sonia, says Soloway in a statement. That comes to us from Variety. <laughs> says it with a lot of conviction. Yes. Finally, Mark Wahlberg and Antoine Fuqua, their sci-fi thriller Infinite is going to debut on Paramount+. Plus. Not in the theaters. It's going to be uh, released on opening day on Paramount+. Plus. What do you guys think about that? I don't really care about Mark Wahlberg. I do not. What about Antoine care. Fuqua? Uh, it, Training day? Whatever affection I may have had for Fuqua uh -huh. is taken away by Wahlberg. Oh, okay. I understand. And that comes to us from Variety. 
And that's gonna wrap us up for movie news this week. Do you guys hear a phone ringing? That must mean it's time for the Department of Corrections Department with Chief Corrections Officer Dana. Well, I got out my motion-activated cameras and I busted out the parabolic microphone and I put on my night vision goggles and I couldn't capture any evidence of any errors this week. Well done. John Reese davies daughter in Chupacabra Terror was played by Shalene Simmons. Looks like her biggest role was on Kyle XY. That's it for this week. See you cracking heads next week. All right. Thank you, Dana, for that. And we appreciate your hard work. You got to crack some heads to make an omelet. <laughs> All right. And that will close the doors on the Department of Corrections for this week. Bring us to the theme of the episode. In celebration of her 42nd birthday, the films of Rosario Dawson. Rosario Isabel Dawson was born on May 9th. That's today, if you're listening to this when it comes out, in 1979. So she's less than a year older than me. So I think I have a chance. Uh, she's an American wife. actress, voice actress, producer, and activist. Her mother, Isabel Celeste, is of Cuban and Puerto Rican ancestry. Isabel was 16 years old when Rosario was born. She never married Rosario's biological father, Patrick Harris. When Rosario was a year old, her mother married Greg Dawson, a construction worker. Greg Dawson, a construction worker. She made her feature film debut in the 1995 independent drama Kids. Her subsequent film roles include He Got Game, Josie and the Pussycats, Men in Black 2, Rent, Sin City, Death Proof, Trance, and Top 5. Dawson is a self-professed Trekkie, shout out Joey, who mentioned her love of Star Trek in an interview with Conan O'Brien and also demonstrated her knowledge of several Klingon words. Dawson briefly dated writer and actor Jason Sudeikis in 2010. Dawson was in a relationship with director Danny Boyle during the shooting of the film Trance, when he directed and she star which he directed and she starred in in 2013. Dawson adopted a 12-year-old girl in 2014. From 2016 to 2017, Dawson dated comedian and television host Eric Andre. I bet that was some crazy ass times. <laughs> and in March of 2019, Dawson confirmed that she is in is in a relationship with United States Senator Cory Booker. So maybe I don't have a chance. But that's what we're talking about today. What do you guys think about Rosario Dawson? I think she's great. Yeah, I love her. I think that um, one of my favorite roles from her that we're not really going to get into today is 25th Hour opposite Edward Norton. Do you guys know about this movie? I haven't seen it. All right. So it's Edward Norton, Barry Pepper, and Rosario Dawson. And somebody who's Edward Norton's dad, I can't remember, it's somebody famous. And he has been convicted of drug charges, like uh, trafficking charges. And he knows that he's going to prison. And he it's about the final like day before he has to go to prison. Uh, it's it's really good. She plays his girlfriend. Barry Pepper's his best friend. Uh, check it out. I like her. Uh, I think that uh, she, she does sexy very well. Indeed. And I'm sure that comes very naturally to her. Uh, but she can do matronly. She can do funny. She was mm -hmm. the best part of Clerks, too. Yeah, indeed. Uh, 
and, and that's that's not saying a lot. <laughs> no, but no, she was sucks. she was actually really good. Yes. But uh, she's versatile and she has a lot of range. And I it feels like we've been watching her on film for a long, long time. I guess as because legend, she got, yeah. legend has it, she got discovered as like a teen sitting on her porch in Manhattan, and somebody was like, "Hey, you want to be in a movie?" Turns out it was Kids by Harmony Corrine, and that movie's fucking fucked up. But it did launch her career. Chelsea, do you have a favorite Rosario Dawson movie? I have a new favorite as of this week. What is it? Trance. Okay, right on. You watched it, the Danny Boyle movie. Now remind me, is that is she playing opposite uh, McAvoy? James mm-hmm. McAvoy. Okay, yes. Uh, there's certain parts of that movie that stand out to me in my memory. They're kind of oh, there's burned, one that stands out to burned me. <laughs> into my brain. Yep. Uh, but it might be worth revisiting, like uh, the whole movie instead of just like certain scenes. That brings us into our next segment, which is the Midnight Double Feature. And this is where we go around the panel and we each talk about two movies that we have pre-selected for a hypothetical double feature. And usually they're supposed to be related to the theme of the show. And also we try to talk about like how they're related to each other, this and that. Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah. I went way off script on that one. (laughs) All right. So Chelsea... Would you like to go first with your double feature? Sure. I have from 2002, The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. The, the, the Adventures of Pluto Trav? Wait. The Traventures of Pluto <laughs> <Yes>. Nash. <laughs> and I'm pairing that with 2017's Unforgettable. All right. Tell me what Unforgettable is, because I cannot remember for the uh, life of me. Haha. Yeah. It's, it's a dumb movie. They're both dumb. And they were both covered on a Piers podcast called How Did This Get Made? Oh, I like them. Tell me the premise of Unforgettable. Rosario Dawson is married to Catherine Heigl's ex, and Catherine Heigl's fucking crazy. Yeah. Shit goes down. Oh, wait, in the movie? Yeah, Yeah. but like also. In real life. Yeah. We went to a live taping of How Did This Get Made, and they covered Unforgettable. Oh, wow. The song? No, the poster's right over there. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, wait, those guys? Mm-hmm. Those assholes. <laughs> All right, over to you, Sean. What do you got? All right, I'm going to do Sin City and Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Oh, yeah. These are both the uh, film adaptations of Frank Miller's graphic novels, uh, arguably some of his better work. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> the first one was directed by Frank Miller, Quentin Tarantino, and one other. Um, Robert Rodriguez? Yeah, I think Rodriguez. He also, Rodriguez did the screenplay. And, uh, of course, Rosario Dawson plays the very beautiful uh, Gail, and I guess lethal would be the other term. She's part of the group of girls that are super dangerous. Yeah, you don't so she's a femme fatale. Um, uh, one of the things about this movie that I love is the stylized presentation. It's mostly black and white, except for certain things that are supposed to be in yeah. color for emphasis. Right. But uh, continue. That's oh, fine. Uh, the second one, of course, uh, Frank Miller did the screenplay, and it was just him and Robert Rodriguez on direction on the second one. Okay. And uh, Rosario Dawson reprises her role, and uh, yeah, like you said, it, it's it's a film noir, obviously, yeah. and almost to the point where it's parody because it is so black and white. There is yeah. there are, there's no in between, and uh, they're a lot of fun. If you've never watched them, I I recommend them. I do too. I think that mm-hmm. even if you're not and I defer to your like comic book knowledge every time, but even if you're not a huge comic book fan or even a Frank Miller fan, these are still very accessible. Oh, sure. 
All right, so my double feature is a couple of terrible movies that I totally watched. The first one is called Light It Up from 1999, directed by Craig Bolotin. Bolotin? Ovaltine. <laughs> B-O-L-O-T-I-N. Bolotin. Uh, it's got a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a film starring an ensemble cast. Oh, that's another connective tissue is that there's ensemble cast that consists of R&B singer Ursher Raymond <laughs> in his first leading role. Ursher. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker, Rosario Dawson, and Vanessa L. Williams. The topical story of a group of high school students who form a protest when they become fed up with the school's poor conditions. And after a shot is accidentally fired and a police officer is wounded, the resulting standoff results in a media frenzy that pits the dirt-digging media against the well-intentioned students. The next one is called King of the Jungle from 2000, the following year, directed by Seth Zevi Rosenfeld. It's got a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, man. All right, all right. King of the Jungle is a 2000 American drama film starring John Leguizamo, Rosie Perez, Michael Rappaport, Marissa Tomei, Rosario Dawson, Julie Carmen, Justin Pierce, and Cliff Gorman. Everybody loves uh, Psycho Gorman. <laughs> a mentally impaired New Yorker, Johnny Legs, becomes enraged and violent after the murder of his mother, played by Julie Carmen. Uh, that's my double feature. They're both, I believe, set in New York. They're both ensemble casts. And they're both movies that uh, are not worth your time. All right. So does that bring us to the end of the Midnight Double Feature? Yes. Yep. Bringing us to our feature segment. Just for a moment, stop and smell the sweet, sweet theme music from Dr. Bob in his kitchen. <laughs> it's the recast. And this is where we take a pre-selected film that we have watched in advance and we hypothetically recast a few of the main roles. Quick <laughs> disclaimer here that most people already know, I usually pick the roles for the recast before I watch the movie. So sometimes people get left out and that is the case with both of these films today. And we will mention the honorable mentions. But Josie and the Pussycats from 2001 Directed by two people, Deborah Kaplan and Harry Elfont. It's got a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like it could be a little bit higher. Same. I think this is a very enjoyable movie. I think and 53 is right on target. Whenever, like in the first five minutes of the film, whenever they said the the word Riverdale, I was like, oh yeah, this is part of the Archie universe. And so it's based on the uh, Archie Comics characters and also the Hanna-Barbera uh, cartoon of the same name. And so this is the 2001 adaptation. Uh, Josie, played by Rachel Lee Cook, Melody, played by Tara Reid, and Val, played by Rosario Dawson. Can we just take a moment to think about the different, traje the different trajectories those three actresses' careers right? took? Uh, Rachel Lee Cook is mostly doing direct-to-video stuff. Uh, Tara Reid, no one knows. Isn't she like a sign spinner? I think in... she's at a bus stop somewhere oh, okay. uh, spinning signs for Liberty Tax Service. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> that was a plug for Liberty Tax Service. <laughs> and then Val, Rosario Dawson, is 
clearly the most successful and the most classy of the three of them. They are three small town girl musicians determined to take their rock band out of their garage and straight to the top while remaining true to their look, style, and sound. They get a record deal, which brings fame and fortune, but soon realize that they're pawns of two people who want to control the youth of America. They must clear their names, even if it means losing fame and fortune. The one person that uh, we're not going to be recasting in this is Parker Posey. And it's regrettable because she's one of the best parts of the movie and she's one of the people who wants to control the youth of america she's great also i want to mention missy pile missy oh pile missy pile is awesome too i had to look her up and i was like oh okay yeah, yeah. yeah my favorite part is that they're like why are you here and she said i was in the comic book and they were like what and she said huh no <laughs> just like a, like a throwaway line was she in galaxy quest yes was mm -hmm. she one of the alien yeah, people she was in the galaxy alien, quest yeah. yeah okay i like her chelsea Give me some of your thoughts as the lone woman in this room. And this is kind of a chick flick. Thoughts? I loved this movie when it first came out. I saw it for the first time this week and oh, I I've also it. loved it. I've seen it so many times. Um, and it's safe for work. It is. <laughs> it is. I rewatched parts of it again and I hadn't seen it in a little while mm -hmm. and holds up for sure. What's your favorite part? Cause I'll tell you mine. It's the band, the boy band du jour. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. And the movie is self-aware. Self-aware. Oh it's, yeah. Um, satirical in a lot of ways. Uh, but at the same time, if you're not reading that heavily into it, it can just be a very enjoyable musical comedy to watch. For sure. All right. The roles that we are recasting are Josie McCoy played by Rachel Lee Cook, who was 20 at the time. Melody Valentine, Mel, played by Tara Reed, who was 24 at the time. I had 26. Oh, boy. Uh, then we've got, and there, my math's probably wrong. Uh, then we've got Val, Valerie Brown, played by the woman of the hour, Rosario Dawson, who was 20. And then we've got uh, one of the other people who wants to control the uh, youth of America through mind control some shit uh wyatt frame played by the great alan cumming who was 34 i have 36 36 my math is either i'm off by two or you're off well by just two. wait till the next movie i've got one where my math is way <laughs> off <laughs> that being said chelsea would you like to go first with your recast of josie mccoy sure my actress was in the witch the terrible new mutants something oh, yeah. called morgan i went with anya taylor joy yeah you did i did she's good she's great uh she's is she in the the queen's gambit, queen's gambit. Yeah. yeah she's very good in that all right over you sean your pick for josie i'm with a 21 year old actress uh she was in the kissing booth the conjuring the act and summer 03 i went with joey king Joey King. I know that name. Yeah. For sure. Did you watch the um Hulu show about Gypsy Rose? No. That, Should I? That's the that's the act. That's the, yeah, that's the, the actress. Munchausen syndrome. I liked it. Gypsy Rose Lee, is that right? Yeah. Uh, my pick for Josie McCoy is 19 now. Uh she's got TV credits. She's in Girl Meets World. She's in Snowpiercer. She's in a movie called Spy Kids, All the Time in the World, oh, which should have been the subtitle to our second 
time travel movie. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in the future. Uh, her name is Rowan Blanchard. All right, next up, we've got Melody Valentine, played by Tara Reid. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, she was somewhere in her mid-20s in this movie. <laughs> and she was the, the ditzy blonde one of the, of the group. And Chelsea, who was your pick for this? I picked a Disney starlet actress. Mm -hmm. um, she was in Diary of a Wimpy Kid, 27 Dresses. Mm -hmm. She's on Cobra Kai. Her name is Peyton List. Peyton List. That's a yeah. good pick. Yeah, I like Peyton List. Over to you, Sean. Um, I went with a 20-year-old actress. I wanted to get her back into the realm of the uh, mm -hmm. other pussy cats. Um, she has face value as well, but I like this actress. I've used her before. Um, she was in um, Destroyer. She was in Deadwood, the movie. Uh, she was in Little Fires Everywhere. Hmm. But she got on my radar as the uh, the bad girl uh, in The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, I like this. She was Dot Nancy. Her name is Jade Pettyjohn. Yeah. Uh -huh. Man, I still think that Adam Sandler should have gotten an Oscar for that for that role. Uh, and so what? Does he. So does he. Oh, the righteous gemstones. I was thinking of uncut gems. <laughs> uh, that stays in. <laughs> That's I amazing. Love I love it. All right. Next up, we've got the woman of the hour. It is Valerie Brown, played by Rosaria Dawson, who was 20 years old. Chelsea, who was your pick for this? My actress was in Joker, Deadpool 2. Gee. Invincible. I want Zazie Beats. Zazie. Is everything just coming back around again? Are you picking all people that you've chopped before? It, it just works. It works. It works really well. Listen, I, it, nowhere does it say that I cannot no. reuse people. You so. actually have the book of rules. The rule book, as it were. And so if you haven't found that rule, then I don't think it even applies. It doesn't. Sean, who's your pick? Um, I went with a 21-year-old actress from Minnesota. Minnesota. She has a lot of face value, but she was in Salt. She was in that uh, Tyler Perry uh, action flick, Alex Cross, okay. that we talked about during that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's in Blackish, and she's in Brownish. Her name is Yara Shahidi. Yara Shahidi? Yara Shahidi. Very nice. Oh, there is a lot of okay. face value there. My actress is 20 now as well. Uh, she is going to be in the upcoming West Side Story. Also, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Her name is Rachel Ziegler. Okay. Rachel oh. Ziegler is okay. my pick. Gotcha. And now YouTube knows what my pick is for the next movie. <laughs> All right. We got one more, guys, right? Wyatt? Yes. Wyatt Frame? Yes. He was framed. Uh, the One of the funniest parts is uh, the reveal that he's not British and he's an <laughs> albino who went to high school with Parker Posey's character. And he's also like bald and doesn't have any teeth. And she's got fucked up shit as well. And it's a match made in heaven. Uh, so Alan Cumming, he's great. We talked about him in Titus, mm -hmm. correct? And uh, he was 34 at the time. And who is your pick, Chelsea, for Wyatt? My actor was in Admission, 
Happiest Season, and you will know him from Schitt's Creek. I went with Dan Levy. Dan Levy. Uh, nice. He did a really good job hosting SNL this season. <clears throat> yeah, I thought so too. Over to you, Sean. Um, I went a little older because as I was watching the film, I thought of an actor that would be perfect for this part. Uh, kind of reversing it a bit. Uh, 40 years old. He was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World, mm-hmm. Moonrise Kingdom, The Darjeeling Limited, yes. and Rushmore. I'm talking about Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> Jason yeah, Schwartzman. I thought of him too. Wouldn't it be great doing a fake British accent the yeah. whole movie? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the the part where I actually did screw up on my math. Um, my pick for Wyatt Frame is fifty three now. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Volcano, Fire on the Mountain, which I believe is a sequel to the well known movie Volcano. He was also in The Triangle with Jason Priestley. No, who's the other one? Luke Perry. Luke Perry. Oh. And he's in Locusts, The Eighth Plague. His name is Dan Cortese. Dan Cortese. You sure it's not Dan Cortez (laughs) from MTV? That's him. But it's spelled Cortese. (laughs) C-O-R-T-E-S-E. Why are my pictures not in the right order? This is messed up. You mean as in MTV Rock and Jock Weekend? That's him, yes. That's Dan Cortez? Yeah, that's him. But it's spelled Cortese. Well, you don't have to show us the picture. We know what Dan Cortez looks like. Your movie has everything. everything. <laughs> All right, so. That's good. Final thoughts. Cortez. Final thoughts? Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's a stupid movie. But as I said in my review, I think they missed some opportunities to have even more fun with it. The educational film that uh, Parker Posey shows the investors mm-hmm. should have been done in the style of Archie Comics. Oh, that's true. That would have that been, would have a, been a golden tie-in, but they missed it. They did. All right. Well, that will bring us into intermission. Uh, but not before we say, let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves some snacks. And for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the Chop Shop Morning Zoo on WCCS 85.5 FM, The Shop, with Travisito, the brew boss, and me, Chelsea, the regulator, where we'll be breaking down the recast of your precious childhood movies all All morning morning long. And if you can't listen on your toilet or in your car, just search for Cinema Chop Shop on podbean.com. And it came to pass that the Lord Pod saith unto the chop shoppers to go forth, to rate, to review, and to subscribe to Cinema Chop Shop on all of your social media and your podcaster apps. Now it's about time for the holy sacrament of a beer check-in. You too can follow the path to Cinema Chop Shop on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. Everyone, hallelujah! Hallelujah. Praise Jesus! Amen. Well, hello there, all you naughty chop shoppers. So, you like to listen? Oh, you're bad. Wouldn't you also love to see all of our hot pictures and posts on our very own social media? Just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you think you can 
handle it. This weekend on CCS Wrestling. Woo! If you miss this event, you suck! Woo! It'll be the ultimate recasting extravaganza you have ever seen. Between the challenger... Trontastic Ron! I'm gonna rip his face off! Woo! And the defending champ... Little Thanos! You ain't got nothing, brother! I can't stop saying woo! It's an actual medical condition! So if you've got a problem with that, we'll see you in Gmail where you can send us comments, corrections, concerns, and complaints. That's cinemajobshop at gmail.com. Do you need a used movie? Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no problem. Come on down to Wacky Trav's Cinema Chop Shop Blowout Sale. He's, He's out, out of, of his mind. mind. Where we can guarantee you, you'll go home happy. Social security number, criminal background check, and blood sample required. Side effects may include euphoria, hallucinations, and delusions of grandeur. So please remember to watch Chop Retrofit. All right, we are back. Welcome back, Chop Shoppers. Thank you for bearing with us during intermission. We just had to go make some long-distance phone calls. Word to your mother. All right. So, Sean, when we come back from intermission, what do we like to do? Beer check-ins. And what do we got? Got a couple of beers uh, from uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. This, these Recent are from business trip? Yep. These are from Schultzbrau Brewing Company, a traditional German brewer. Uh, earlier in the first half, we were drinking the Pilsner. Now we're going to be drinking their Munich Helles. Bright Sean, Sean was trying to uh, get us booked on the Grand Ole Opry, but I was like, dude, that's Nashville. Oh, I can deal with it. Mm-hmm. Good color too. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, so while we enjoy this beer, we're going to talk about the 2021 movie marathon, and this is where throughout the calendar year we try to watch as many movies as we can, and we check them in on Letterboxd and Twitter with the hashtag #2021MovieMarathon if it happens to be this year, and the goal is 365. You can go further and beyond if you if you'd like to. Um, it is the 127th day of the year and I'm on 129 and a half. Good. Well, really 129 because one of them is a short film. So 129. Oh, I'm on uh, 157. 205. 205. And I think last week you were 200, right? Mm -hmm. So that's about what I'm averaging as well, like five a week. Uh, okay. So... What is your first check-in, Chelsea? From 1981, Full Moon High. Full Moon High. This is where everybody shows their butts? No, this is part of the In Search of Darkness spreadsheet. Oh, okay, cool. So Full Moon High, it's werewolves? Draculas? It's werewolves? It's werewolves with Adam Arkin, and it is comedy horror. Adam Arkin, I... I shopped him for something this week. And it also stars Alan Arkin. Wow. You get to see both of them. And Ed McMahon. McMahon. Sean Sean goes, do you know who Ed McMahon is? (laughs) Do you? Yes. So do you know him from Publishers Clearinghouse or The Tonight Show? 
I, both. Both. Okay. Or just there's an Alpo reference. Being drunk. Yeah. yeah there's a legit <laughs> Alpo, Alpo re- endorsement yeah. in the movie. Nice. This movie, however, would pair well with Teen Wolf as a double oh, yeah. feature. Full Moon High's colors are are yellow and blue, just like Teen Wolf. It's pretty it's kind of a knockoff. This came well before oh. Teen Wolf. It's dumb. All right, I'll, I'll, sorry to steal your no, thunder. No, you're, you're fine. Uh, I'm going to do a Rosario Dawson movie called Unstoppable. Okay. I had not seen this, and I didn't know. Is this know. one about the train? It's about the train. With um, Denzel, Denzel and Chris Pine. Say no fucking game! But I found, I'd never heard of this, therefore I'm saying it's highly underrated. Uh, but Rosario Dawson was great. She was like the stay-at-home, as in, I'm at headquarters communicating with the guys via walkie-talkie mm-hmm. or cell phone or whatever. There's a runaway train going through Pennsylvania, and it's up to uh, Denzel and Chris Pine to put another engine in reverse and try to catch up to the train, lock onto it, and slow it the fuck down because it's approaching a dangerous curve that is going to take out a whole bunch of explosive chemical silos. And uh, pretty good. I thought it was neat. I'd never heard of it, and I found it enjoyable. Did I talk about the Mitchells versus the Machines last week? Yes. Okay, so my first check-in is going to be number 126, The Marksman. This is a taken with a gun Liam Neeson movie. So he's an old rancher who's lost his wife, and he lives in a border town out there on his ranch, which is very close to foreclosure. And he runs across some migrants. The cartel kills the mother. And he takes the son, the kind of adolescent son, under his wing because his, the mother's last wish was for him to bring the child to her family in Chicago. Uh, so, all bullets and sentimentality. Hmm. A bit predictable, but still a fun watch. Okay. Plus, my wife likes Liam Neeson, so double points. So does Chief Corrections Officer Dana. Nice. Uh, he's been around forever, and he keeps making the he same was, movie over and over again. But he keeps caliber, you guys. He keeps making money, money so yeah. <laughs> take that money, right? I don't blame him. Speaking of taking, he's taking that money. <laughs> over to you, Chelsea. What's your next check-in? My next film is from 2014. It's called Top Five with Rosario Dawson. Okay, so you watched this? I did. I love this movie. I really liked it too. Chris Rock, yeah, uh, wrote and directed it. Yeah. And stars in it. Yep. My favorite part is when he ends up in jail and DMX is in there. Yep. And he's like, man, man, DMX, I love you, man. Rough Riders, for real. What are you, what are you doing in here? And DMX is like, man, I'm X. I live in here. And that was just the best part for me. But it's all about people's, uh, people's conversations about the top five of this, the top five of that. What's mm-hmm. your... What's your top five horror movies? What's your top five restaurants? What's your top five whatevers? I really liked it because Rosario Dawson's character was named Chelsea. Oh, once again, your name coming into the mix. Didn't this also have a lot of cameos from other comedians? Yes. Like Jerry Seinfeld in a strip club? Yeah. I think Jerry Seinfeld is sure. in a strip club. What's this. the deal with those titties? What yeah. do they have pasties? I didn't come here for some pasties. Pastries. I came for the pastries. <laughs> um, all right. So is that that's yeah, the that's extent of it? it? Mm-hmm. All right. Over to you, Sean. I'm checking in 2021's Things Heard and Seen. 
This is a movie set in the early 80s starring uh, Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. <laughs> <laughs> she is married to a man who is... Uh, she actually married Lucian Freud, so it's Amanda Seyfried Freud. She's married to this guy who's gotten a job as a professor at a small upstate New York college. Mm -hmm. She's an art restorer. She's like, well, you got the job. We'll leave. She's leaving her life behind, essentially. And do they have kids? They have. A, yeah, they yeah, have a daughter. They have a daughter. Right. That's right. OK. The, the house they is, named the daughter Safe Red. No, the house is haunted. Oh, shit. But it's haunted Wait, for a reason. What's it called? Things heard and seen. I haven't seen this or heard about it. Well, anyway, um, I really enjoyed it. The atmosphere, the creepiness, the suspense was really good. But then at the very end of the movie, <laughs> the ending is contrived and it's a very big disappointment. Oh, mm -hmm. bogus. But, you know. It, it's I, great up until that. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's got uh, the, uh, the actress that played opposite of Bob Odenkirk in Better Call Saul. Okay. She is in it as one of the art professors who befriends Amanda's character. And uh, there's some cool shit in this movie, but the ending is just one of those big disappointments. I'm pretty sure what I was thinking of is the movie You Should Have Left with Amanda and Kevin Bacon. Did you I liked see that, that one? one. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, okay, so my next one. This is a mini. This is a mini check-in. Uh, number not applicable. Star Wars Biomes from 2021. This is advertised as take a virtual vacation to the, to the locales. Did I say vacation? Take a virtual vacation to the locales seen in your favorite Star Wars movies. You get your Hoth. You get your Dagobah. You get the um, crazy desert planet where when you run over the sand, it turns red. And it's all set to like John Williams music. And you've got the uh, droids and AT-AT walkers and everything, but there's no dialogue. No dialogue at all. And it makes me want to go back and revisit the original trilogy with no dialogue. Just put it on <laughs> mute and see what happens. Nice. <laughs> all right. Last check-in for you. So last week I tried to check this in. And then we, Travis and I got into a fight. I don't think we fought. Well, I edited oh. out oh. the fight. Oh, oh, you mean a word fisticuffs? No, I just gave you tons of dirty looks. Oh, okay. Which he didn't notice. <laughs> Who cares? It felt good to me. Um, this is from 2020. It's called The Orange Years, The Nickelodeon Story. It's really, really good. Um, and so it's a documentary about Nickelodeon and the rise of that network? Yeah, pretty much like the startup. Mm-hmm. Up into the late 90s. What was that show where people would get slimed? Double Dare. Double Dare. Well, it talks about the start of that. And uh -huh. like the first episode was filmed in like somebody's garage. Uh-uh. Yeah. A Double Dare, you man. Oh, wait a minute. This should be a show. <laughs> no, it's it's really fun. That's awesome. All right, Sean. Uh, you mentioned this before. I'm, I'm checking in trance. Uh, yes. I really like this. I didn't know this movie existed. And, it's one of the lesser-known Danny Boyle movies. And it's hard to get a hold of. Right. It's not streaming free anywhere. You've got to rent it. Right. And uh, like you said, there's some memorable scenes Indeed. in mm -hmm. this movie. Uh, full frontal Rosario Dawson, folks. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. And uh, there's a should-have-seen-it-coming ending 
there's it's a big twist, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. And the actor that plays opposite the James McAvoy, no, opposite of McAvoy and oh. Dawson, the bad guy, the main. Uh, I don't remember his name. Yeah, I don't. I you've seen him in stuff. He's and, a character. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he was really good. I thought he was enjoyable. But uh, yeah, enjoyed it. I thought it was great. All right, my last one is kind of another mini. It's a half check-in because I'm halfway through. Well, I'm, yeah, I've got about an hour left. It's an hour and 45 minutes long. It's a new Ben Wheatley movie. Ben Wheatley who did High Rise and uh, what's the, Cross, Crossfire? That's not right, but he's a, he's a good director. But he's uh, going back to horror. And it's a horror movie set during the time of a pandemic. And all I can understand so far is that maybe the pandemic is caused by these creatures from underground because the movie is called Under the Earth. Hmm. Under okay. the Earth. Yeah. Dana, fact check me on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anybody else got more check-ins? We're all checked We're in. Anybody got any chickens? And so we're going to get into the second part of our feature segment, The Recast Continued. Part two. And the first movie is one that we kind of regret watching. Uh, yeah. It was a good idea at the time. <laughs> I mean, I just Chelsea picked it for vain because reasons. The name of the movie is <laughs> Chelsea Walls, but it is about the Chelsea Hotel in New York, which back in the day was a mecca for the avant-garde artists of the time in the uh, mid-60s up to probably the mid-70s, um, names upon names. But by the time this movie comes around and the setting of it, it has become basically a squat slash... Um, flea bag. Flea bag apartment complex. Uh, it's not even a motel anymore. And so the... It's directed by Ethan Hawke. Directed other... by Ethan Hawke. And I think we agreed in the sentiment that he was really self-pleasuring himself during the uh, making of this film. What bothered me about this movie, and I guess what we should say is that it's a cast of several artist types, and each of them have their own stories that mm -hmm. kind of interweave with one another. It's, and when I read the description, I was like, oh, this sounds cool. Mm -hmm. But then when I watched it, I said... Oh shit, this is based on a play. Oh, that makes sense. And it watches like a play, which yeah. sometimes works in film it and didn't sometimes work in it this doesn't. One. No. But what bothered me the absolute most about this movie is that the portrayal of these artists is exactly what people hate about artists. It's very pretentious. Not only pretentious, but so self absorbed. Pseudo bohemian. And just what these these stories that they're telling may mean something to them, mm -hmm. but to the outsider inconsequential. And I found myself super annoyed with this because yeah. I was like, that's what people think about artists who are not in art circles. Yeah. And that's unfortunate it, because that's not. The majority of the dialogue in the movie is people talking to themselves or their therapist. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because that's not generally the case of, uh, of artists that I personally know. Well, that being said, um, this comes from the perspective that you and I have both worked in visual art as a trade. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, 
we're not like those people in this movie. <laughs> At Just least I... listen to our back episodes. <laughs> I hope we're not. I mean, if I am, good God. Yeah, somebody, mean, no, somebody, you're not. <laughs> Somebody just tug me on my flannel and make sure that my hemp necklace isn't askew. And, uh, all right. So the, the synopsis from IMDb, Grace, played by Uma Thurman, Audrey, played by Rosario Dawson, Frank, played by Vincent D'Onofrio, Bud, played by Chris Christopherson, Greta, who's played by Tuesday Weld, and Ross, played by Steve Zahn, are all new residents in the historic Chelsea Hotel, a former haven for budding New York City artists. These new hotel residents, young and full of expectations, mingle with the old hotel guests, ghosts and guests, excuse me, ultimately becoming interchangeable. They form a community linked by their dreams. I would say more of like a waking nightmare. I did <laughs> not, I found it depressing. I found the movie itself depressing and... I don't recommend it. No, absolutely not. The roles that we're going to recast are Grace, played by Uma Thurman, Audrey, played by Rosario Dawson, Frank, played by Vincent D'Onofrio, and Bud, played by Chris Christopherson, and then finally Ross, played by Steve Zahn. Now, Uma Thurman is a character who um, is kind of, what's the word, almost agoraphobic. She's She won't leave her apartment. Uh, even though she's in a relation, a long distance relationship with a dude who's kind of uh, verbally abusive to her, um, she's also being courted by like all the dudes in the in the Chelsea. Um, Chris Christopherson, the young suave black kid Wall who wants to be a Pinkerton. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Rosario Dawson who is married to a dude who looks too young to be married to her, who keeps uh getting involved in like drug dealing and organized crime and leaving for long periods of time without telling her or telling her when he's coming back and the the actor who plays his uh friend his the bad influence friend uh i looked him up last night and he's he's a well-known actor he's been in a ton of stuff uh, do you know who I'm talking about? No. Uh, he kind of resembles John Leguizamo. I've already written much of this out of my mind. I got Same. you. All right. So next up, we've got uh, Frank, played by Vincent D'Onofrio, who's a visual artist who lives in a flat there but doesn't pay rent. He pays his rent by painting paintings that go up in the hotel, which wouldn't work. Uh, then we've got Bud, played by Chris Christopherson, who's a Hemingway type. I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> and he's <laughs> doing his best Sam Elliott voice. Uh, then finally we have Ross, who is played by Steve Zahn, who is the friend of somebody who we're not recasting, Robert Sean Leonard, who I think was the most projected part of Ethan Hawke's ego. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the uh, the douchebag guitar playing right. self-absorbed musician. But yeah. Steve Zahn is his friend who also is a musician, but he's overlooked because Robert Sean Leonard is so self-absorbed playing Ross. Uh, and are we good? Yeah, let's rip yeah. the Band-Aid off this thing. All right. So first up, we've got Grace played by Uma Thurman. And who did you pick for this, Chelsea? My actress was in Suicide Squad, The Wolf of Wall Street, Birds of Prey, I, Tanya. I went with Margot Robbie. Oh, nice. Uh, if you haven't seen I, Tanya, it's 
one of the best movies in her catalog. Oh, absolutely. Over to you, Sean. That's funny. I shot uh, uh, what's his face that was also in the Atlanta Atlanta Olympics bombing movie. Oh. I shopped him for one of oh, these roles. Oh, nice! But I didn't do him anyway. Uh, three I, names. He's got three names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Hauser. Hauser. Last name. I felt Paul the cast. Walter Hauser. Something like that. I felt the cast was way too white, in my opinion. Okay. And, mm-hmm. I, and this isn't this isn't like a like a reverse casting of, or anything. But that, just for the first one, I didn't want a white chick so i went with an actress who is uh 32 years old she was in when they see us mm-hmm. pitch big sky and she was the girlfriend of one of the couples in the movie game night her name is kylie bunbury kylie bunbury i like that movie game night i did too she's from hamilton ontario by the way oh i've been there Hamilton the musical? No, the town. The Ontario. Uh, Please run. continue. <laughs> so my Grace is thirty now. She's in the Night Manager, Tenet, Guardians of the Galaxy. Her name is Elizabeth Debicki. Elizabeth Debicki. I shopped her. Mm-hmm. I like her. Next up, we've got Rosario Dawson's character Audrey. Rosario was twenty-two, and. Chelsea, who did you pick for this? My actress was in Spider-Man, The Greatest Showman, a little TV show called Euphoria. I went with Zendaya. Ah, Zendaya. Nice. Sean. It's good stuff. Who's your pick? Um, this is the best uh, pick, and if anybody should pick it, they're they're fools because I picked it first. Um, she's uh, 22 years old. She was in. Uh, she's been in segments of Creep Show. She was in Constantine. She was in Black Lightning, and she's been in Outer Banks. Her name is Madison Bailey. You fucking asshole! <laughs> I'm not a fucking asshole. You're a fucking asshole. I'm. I'm only an asshole because I accidentally accidentally <laughs> revealed this pick. But I know for a fact you didn't switch yours because you have your printout. I also picked 22 year old Madison Bailey. She's in Discarded Things, Impractical Jokers, the movie, and the TV show Outer Banks, which. I will reiterate, is kind of like a modern-day Goonies. All right, next up, we've got Frank. Played by Vincent D'Onofrio, right? Yeah. And Chelsea, who did you go for with this um, suffering artist? Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to like give him a hug, and I wanted him to be happier. Mm-hmm. And so my actor reflects that. He's never happy in his I don't, movies. No, but I just needed it to stop. So my actors in Guardians of the Galaxy, the Lego movies, was in Parks and Rec. I went with Chris Pratt. Okay. I needed. I just needed right some on, happiness. Right I thought visually that uh, D'Onofrio's character really reflected kind of an artist type. I, I mm-hmm. thought I believed him more than I believed anybody else yes. in the movie. Like a like a Pollock or a Picasso. Yeah, just you know, tortured. reclusive. Yes. Well, with that in mind, that's kind of what I was thinking when I did my uh, my recast. I'm with an actor who's 41 years old. And uh, he's been in movies such as Alvin and the Chipmunks, 500 Days of Summer, Suburban Gothic, but everyone knows him from Criminal Minds, mm. with Matthew Gray Goobler. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'd play a good tortured mm-hmm. artist. I like him. All right. Well, my uh, pick is 41 now. He was in the TV show Vikings, also a movie called Raised by Wolves, and the not-so-great Warcraft based on the WoW video game. His name is Travis Fimmel. Travis Fimmel. You just wanted to say your name 
Oh yeah, he has, he does have the same name as me. And I'm not mad about that. We call these, that like we we call that keeping up with the Chelseas. Yeah, piercing blue eyes. And uh, next up, we've got Chris Christopherson's character. He says, "Unfortunately, in this time, there's only three real men left, and we're all drunks." Yep. Um, That's his opening line. I want to know who the other two real men are. Who is he talking about? Clint Eastwood? What's? I don't care. Probably Sam Elliott. I don't care. All right. So he was 65 playing Bud. And Chelsea, who did you go for? Um, Sean, since you were mean to me, this one's for you. <laughs> My actor was in Independence Day, Spaceballs. I went with your fucking favorite, Bill Pullman. <laughs> Bill Pullman. <laughs> I like that. That's a good pick. And I think... I don't think he was mean to you. I think that sometimes you perceive people being mean when they're just joking around. Next, Sean, what do you got? Um, all right, so I went with an actor who is, uh, whew, geez, I didn't get the age. Uh, he's 66 years old. And uh, all I, right, all right, all right. You don't know what the 66 is? No. Dude, you got, it's just where you're kissing each other. <laughs> That's hilarious. Upside down. All right. This actor, he knows a thing or two about depravity. Uh, he was in the film Slither. He was in Mall Rats. He was yeah. in The Walking Dead. Uh-huh. And he was in Henry, a portrait of a serial killer. Oh. With Michael Rooker. Michael fucking Rooker, dude. He was also in uh, Cliffhanger. And Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that too. I didn't want to give that one away. The first time I recognized him like as a threat was in the movie Cliffhanger, the Sylvester Stallone vehicle. Yeah, I know it well. All right. My pick for the role of Bud, who was originally portrayed by Chris Christopherson at 65. Uh, this is my favorite, favorite pick of the night. He's 64 now. He was in the Brady Bunch movie. Talladega Nights and Office Space. His name is Gary fucking Cole. Harvey yeah. Birdman. Yes. yes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with Gary Coleman. We got one more. It's the role of Ross, played by Steve Zahn. He was 32. And Chelsea, give it to us. My actor was in the Divergent movies. Mm -hmm. Fantastic Four. The Spectacular. Ugh, the spectacular now. I went with Miles Teller. Miles Teller is good. I went with a, a similarly themed actor, but not the same one. Sean? Um, I went with an actor who is, um, I went a little younger, actually. I went with an actor who is 28 years old. Uh, he was in Descendants 2. Mm -hmm. He was in Haters Back Off. Why did they make a sequel to that George Clooney movie? Uh, this isn't the same thing. Uh, this is Mr. Hockey, the Gordy House story. <laughs> what? What did I miss? She got it. <laughs> Go ahead. Gordy Howe, the hockey story. Hockey, the Gordy Howe story. We're listening. I'm totally missed the joke. Just Slap shot. Nice. Worry. Anyway, he is Coach T on the new Mighty Ducks Game Changers TV series. Oh, they did that? Yeah. Yes. But everyone knows him as Riley from Letterkenny out with Dylan Playfair. Yeah. <laughs> I need to watch more Letterkenny. I've been slack on that lately. All right. My uh, Ross is 31 now. He was in The Giver, Pirates of the Caribbean, Gods of Egypt, 
and the best the best role blue lagoon colon the awakening <laughs> his name is jesus brenton thwaites brenton thwaites is an australian actor yes and he's gonna pull mm, off okay. this pseudo bohemian vibe i see it uh can we just get a, a quick segment of bohemian like you <laughs> the dandy warhols no yeah yeah i know the song mm-hmm. All right, so final thoughts on this movie. Sucks. Oh my god, no. Skip it, even no. though it's named after Chelsea. Sucks. Uh, don't watch it. All right, well, guess what, you guys? It's time for the final bonus segment, and I hope you're ready for it. I'm ready. Are you sure? I'm fucking ready. All right, so it's going to be a battle royale between, of course, Rosario Dawson, mm-hmm. Jack Dawson, and Dawson's Creek. Dawson Leary? Dawson Leary. Rosario, this isn't even hard. I'm disappointed that Richard Dawson is not up here. Richard Dawkins? No, Richard Dawson, the host of Family Feud. Oh, okay. Yeah. Star of the match game. Uh, War- he didn't make the cut. Warlock. He got eliminated. I mean, come on. Rosario Dawson. You're going Rosario? Fuck yeah, man. She rules. And those two are fucking pussies. Also, they're fictional characters, and she's a real person. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I'm going Rosario as well. Clean sweep. So, I want to thank you, Chelsea, for being here, doing your research, making those picks. Anything you want to plug? Uh, Not so much plug, but have a little shout out. Okay. Um, So, on Monday... My son Holden turns 10. Ah. So happy the birthday, The day after Mother's Day is your son's birthday? Yeah. That worked out pretty well. It really did. Nice. Shout out to Holden. He hates phonies. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you for everything that you do. Thanks for letting us do this on your property. And uh, anything you want to plug? I don't want to plug anything except for trivia. Trivia was really awesome this week. You guys missed it. It was our Cinco de Mayo edition. And uh, I hope that you are suffering from a... Montezuma's Revenge? No. (laughs) You guys are suffering from fear of missing out. Um, FOMO? FOMO. But it's in a retroactive thing. A retroactive FOMO. <laughs> I, I got it. Uh, do you know what next week's episode is? SNL alumni movies. This was an inspired pick. We haven't done anything like this. No. This is movies that are featuring the former cast members of Saturday Night Live. And so here is your sneak preview trivia question for this upcoming week's trivia. According to the internet, how many SNL cast members have died? Shit. Whoa. And I'm not going to be able to list them all, but I've got a number. You got the heavy hitters, obviously. You got your Farleys. You got your Belushis. You got your... Radner. Yep. 64. That's my guess. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm going to say... I'm going to say 18. Okay. I've got 11. 11. Okay. 11 is the like official count, but if you count Andy Kaufman, it's 12. He was, he was on the very first episode of mm-hmm. SNL, but he was not, not a, cast a cast member. member. No, yeah. no. He so it's 11. Yeah. 11 people. Wow. We want to plug the podcast itself. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on all of your podcatcher apps. 
We are online on Podbean. We're Cinema Chop Shop on there. We're at Cinema Chop Shop on Twitter, Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook, and Cinema Chop Shop at gmail.com. Uh, are we checking in these beers this week? I think we've already had we've them. We've had them before, so there might not be a beer check-in on Untapped, but you can go back and look at our previous check-ins. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D, and we are Cinema Chop Shop on there. And we we filmed, we recorded this episode. Hey, Chop Shoppers. Uh, this is, will be on YouTube, hopefully, unless there's something real bad in it. Um, we're Cinema Chop Shop Podcast on YouTube. Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did I say all the things? You did. Finally, farewell to you, the listeners. Thank you, Chop Shoppers. And we got to keep wearing those masks, social distance, and get the vax. Also, could you please watch, watch Chop, Chop Retrofit? Retrofit.